we are back with my favorite episode to do every year, which we're actually going to be doing quarterly next year. 2024 trends, what were last year's trends, and was I correct? So we're going to do this in two sections. This is going to be a longer episode because we're covering a lot of ground. So something to consider is if you haven't gotten a drink, go through your local Starbies, grab a drink, and sit down because we are going to cover last year's trends, what I found out, what I predicted, was I right, was I wrong, what did I not expect happening, and then my predictions for 2024. So let's dive into it. My first trend that I predicted was a shift in content and ownership of content. So short form platforms and censoring, creating creator burnout. And I was 100% right. And this is actually something that I have been experiencing on TikTok by myself. Uh, I have had multiple videos taken down. It is really frustrating to be continuing to create content and continuing to create short form. And yes, I know there's solutions out there that people are probably gonna pitch me, but there was also a lot of talk about people being burnt out around creating content and needing to take sabbaticals and doing those. And the consumer was getting smarter. You know, I have actually gotten a lot of hate comments recently on YouTube shorts about it being a 60 second video and having no information and those types of things. And while nobody loves getting hate comments, I think a lot of people are starting to get smarter. I think they're starting to understand that in a 60 second video I can't give you a full-fledged strategy and that while it's okay people want more long form next one was marketing being multi-central and brands creating experiences and doing this in person so everybody knows about tripping with tart and how that has been an experience since the highly saturated YouTube days but something that was really interesting is that brands were sending people places more as a representation of the brand and connecting them more in person now we have our standard conferences like the like to know it conference and some other things that are influencer related but with the Taylor Swift and everything going on with the Taylor Swift concerts we actually saw I'm pretty sure it was Tarte it might have been someone else sending people and then creating these pops-up experiences something that I've also noticed is that coaches are bringing back in-person events conference bringing their clients to them which we're gonna expand more on in 2024 trends smell based brands that did not pop off the way that I thought it would but smell is still really important what I didn't expect was the rise of podcasts and how podcasting became really really popular in 2023 I think I kind of saw it with audio marketing but I didn't expect it to do the boom that it did and for podcasts to really have the opportunity that they have now there are a lot of people who have predicted how popular podcasts are with people like you know oh god I can't think of their names right now but the people who run the Skinny Confidential and Dear Media and there are other kind of I almost want to call them houses you know how like Gucci was a a fashion house we're kind of creating these podcast houses but not the same as content creation Dear Media did some really cool things with the podcast that they brought out this year with like Back to Beach which was Laguna Beach and them going through the episodes and then they actually just did a dramatized podcast around this book called Good Morning Monster I haven't read the book yet so I haven't listened to the podcast but I will report back audio marketing continued to grow and with the launch of podcasts I saw a lot of people in my own niche expand out and I'm actually really excited about that. I also predicted that neutrals were leaving and the pops of colors are back. I've seen some recent rebrands where there are some blues and greens and reds and just 
more color in my feed. I was not a neutral girly. I was not a death by beige girly. And so some of the rebrands we've seen come out are actually really exciting. And some of the brands that are coming to life are having more colors inside of them. And that aesthetic, kind of that blazer aesthetic seems to be dying out. Also, intimacy in marketing. We saw a just takeoff in 2023 of celebrities on TikTok and actually sharing it. The one thing that comes to mind for me is the Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, I might be misquoting which celebs they are, but them sharing on TikTok about their friendship and then the whole Sophia Richie wedding situation where everybody was on Sophia Richie TikTok. It's just this intimacy that we get to start experiencing celebrities and kind of breaking what traditionally would be called the fourth wall in movies, but breaking this in their personal lives and coming in closer. The celebs who are embracing TikTok though, they're getting more currency from really not only just their industry, but also the consumer themselves because they're not placing themselves in this hierarchy that they traditionally had. Intimacy inside of marketing too, related directly to podcasts and private feeds and how audios were growing. And a summit, audio-based summits, was actually really big in 2023 and I think will continue to be big in 2024, which is really exciting. There's a lot of autonomy that the consumer is craving, meaning that they want to consume on their own time, not have a sense of urgency, and really be able to do it. I also called this one, but book funnels. Book funnels are really big, and I said that a lot of people are going to start writing books, but what I did not see were the book deals with TikTok stars and large followings. Now, obviously, this makes sense because in 2020, we saw a lot of these large follower TikToks and Instagrams get podcasts, but these we saw book deals, and I want to talk about three book deals specifically that I felt like really is changing the narrative around writing a book and having the availability to. So, Chloe Elise at Deeper Than Money. She wrote a book. I loved her book. I read her book. It is probably the best book on money. But that was really spearheaded by this community that she had built on TikTok and Instagram and actually allowed her to rank on Amazon during her pre-sale because so many people bought it and were so bought into it. The Tinks book, The Shift, oh my god, it was so good. And again, same kind of situation. I bought it at pre-sale, read it, loved it, and loved that she took a lot of her short-form concepts like the box theory and some of the other stuff and got to expand on it. I found that Chloe Elise's book was more educational information where Tinks was also education information but layered with stories. And she had a lot of references. If you were someone who avidly watched Tinks, you would understand those references and feel seen and heard. Now, Eli Rallo, or The Jar, as most of you know on TikTok, actually had a book deal and her book isn't out yet, but she took us along the process of writing this book, getting her chapters and what it was. So I'm excited to see this book come out. At the time of recording it, it is October, so it is not out to my knowledge, but I will report back. I did mention programs and longer lifetime programs and that actually didn't pop up the way that I thought it was. There are two ends of the spectrum that we saw this year. We saw short form programs, micro programs, and we saw long term and memberships. Memberships came out of the gate for a lot of people and as someone who said that they would never ever 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 run a membership a plot twist I did and I love it I actually got asked about it on a coffee chat this morning about how much I love my membership and I absolutely love it. I actually saw a lot of people start memberships and it was a lot of opportunity for people to come in at a low risk, low ticket investment. My membership didn't have a minimum commitment, but I know a lot of other ones did. To be honest with you, I see those growing a lot in 2024, but again, we have a whole nother section to dive in what I see, what I think, those types of things. 
methodologies. This was an interesting one because I mentioned an FTC crackdown and there is something interesting happening in the online space because a lot of people have earning disclosures in their like footnotes, the footer of a website page, don't come for me. So that is an interesting conversation. Now the FTC is still closely watching the online space, whether or not you agree with that because it's the Federal Trade Commission, the same way they watched influencers in YouTube. So while we didn't see like a full spectrum crackdown, we did see one situation which I couldn't refine when I did my research. So if y'all find it, tell me. But we did see one situation where there was an opportunity. Now, the interesting thing was is that the state of Texas actually sued Brittany Dawn. And this has been a suit that's been ongoing where they actually settled. And that was a situation that was starting to create the precedence around, you know, what kind of client experience could you expect delivering on services and those types of things. I'm not actually going to go into detail with it because Brittany Dawn has her own kind of talk about her side of it. And there was a lot of media around it. And it is a controversial piece and everybody has their own opinion around it. I am not saying I'm for her or for the state or anything. Just looking at it objectively from a research standpoint, it's really interesting to see how these businesses are growing and what the expectation is and where the burden is put on when a state turns around and sues someone. The other thing that was interesting is not just having these methods of what worked for me is going to work for you, and that is something. Success rate and client retention was something that was heavily talked about in 2023. We also saw a mini exodus, which we're going to continue to see in a three and five year cycle with any business ownership. Um, it's kind of like a one, three, five year cycle where in the first year, people try it out, doesn't work out for them. In the third year, they start reevaluating it. In the fifth year, it's like, how profitable am I really? The interesting thing with about success rates though is that there was more of a highlight around the work that people were doing and not just this like magic that was happening. Personalized custom containers. So I mentioned the care of U vitamins, which I think has only gotten bigger a year later recording this, but instead of fitting people into a model, I saw a lot of coaches go back to one-on-one -on -one, and Reagan Lumpkin actually talked about the rise of one-on-one -on, -one on the podcast episode that she did with us. And it was interesting because I think a lot of people have a lot of information, but they're now looking at how to customize it to themselves and what it looks like. And so for a lot of people who they have been in group programs, they've gone courses, they've done memberships, they've done all these things, they were looking for more high level strategy and how it would customize. The last thing I talked about was less urgency based. What isn't relevant now versus standing the test of time, which we actually saw more at the end of this year with Instagram engagement going down and even just a lot of people, you know, wanting something timeless versus new aged and consuming content. This is something that I mentioned in the beginning about people kind of hating on YouTube, which like I haters, like I still get engagement from it. I finally get why people delete comments though. And yes, when it's hateful, I do delete it. There is no shame behind that. You can make your own opinion from it. People are craving long form content and with the rise of podcasts, YouTube, blogs, and those types of things, people are craving this evergreen kind of autonomous content that they can consume at their own time. So if there's anything that you saw in 2023 that I did not call out, go ahead and send me a message. Let's actually dive into the 2024 trends and what I think is happening. Okay, so I sorted this one a little bit differently. I did offers in business, marketing, sales, content, and just some notes. So something to consider with this is offers in business. So as I mentioned, 
As I mentioned, micro containers and short bursts of working with someone are actually going to continue to keep growing because adult learners are picky and they want to learn what they want to learn when they want to learn. Now, something interesting is, is there going to be a pricing cap with this? When I think about micro containers, I honestly think about ski ticket prices. Maybe this is my being in an industry of ski ticket prices. But back when I worked in the ski industry in 2013, 2014, 2015, and 2016, something that was talked a lot about was being able to break the $100 day per ticket price and how that was something that Vail was infamous for and I could be wrong but after that it continued to grow and then there was a maximum point that someone could charge based on holiday demand and those types of things and even with these ticket prices being really high people were still buying that's something that I feel like in a micro container we're going to see where there's going to be kind of this low medium and high range of what you can actually charge for it and some of the prices that I'm seeing where it's like six k for two weeks is not going to cater to everybody the same way ski tickets when it catered to everybody but I feel like there is going to be a point where there is a cap now something that I see that is coming back is masterminds but not the masterminds that you know and are excited for in 2022 and 2023 we're actually going to be looking at masterminds and the way they were in 2020 so a heavier focus on a group of people heavier focus on coaching and not as much the curriculum i feel like a lot of people have been mastermind curriculum to death and people are craving community now something that i'm spearheading that i hope comes back is retreats you know previously in 2020 when you signed up for a mastermind there was always a retreat attached but with the global pandemic retreats kind of went away and then they went evergreen so it be hard to hold a retreat if people are always joining in those types of things. I wouldn't fully predict, but there may be an opportunity to do some launching around a mastermind so that you could have a set number of people in it at the same time. And then with that, having a retreat. Now, memberships are going to keep growing, and I think a lot of people are going to figure out a way. I was on a call this morning, and the one thing that they mentioned was always creating content for it. And I think with membership models, there is an opportunity. You know, I only meet with my membership twice a month, but there is a vault of resources. And so looking at that opportunity to have a low ticket, low investment, low risk thing for them, but then also to have an opportunity to get to know you, your business, and to create some reoccurring revenue. Now, an interesting point that was brought up was, are courses dying or where are they going? And what I actually see and what I did in my own membership is I took the two courses that I had, actually three, buyer psych down in the DMs and ahead of the space, and I put them in the membership. So people are essentially paying for access to the course versus paying for a course they're never going to use. This allowed my membership not only to be strengthened from a curriculum perspective, but it did allow the stick rate to get higher. If you're someone who's looking at a membership, instead of just looking at it as like, oh, it's reoccurring revenue, it's a low ticket investment, understand that these are things that people are building over time. And for someone who maybe needs you know, what used to be kind of that tripwire passive product, a membership's a really good opportunity. I do see a lot of business coaches shifting to a model where memberships are making them hundred, two hundred thousand, $300,000 a month, and they're only showing up a couple times a month. So let's talk marketing. I have already kind of mentioned this, but I want to talk about the things that people are over and then talk about things that are growing. So in 2022 and 2023, we experienced the spam style email of emailing someone five times daily, three times, whatever, as a replacement for social media. 
I have a funny feeling that there's going to be a crackdown on spam and being compliant, and that actually goes against email policies and could be considered spam. So for those of you who are doing this because of a recommendation, I would be really, really careful and start looking into more email laws as they continue to crack down and data privacy continues to crack down. I think people are also going to spend less time on the apps. It was interesting, in 2023 on Random Tuesday, COVID was over and a global pandemic was declared no longer. And with that, a lot of people are coming back to their own lives, to not consuming social media as much, looking at options to diversify their business, looking at ways to drive traffic. I personally have been diving into SEO, Pinterest, blogging, and continuing to grow a podcast because guess what? You can consume it all on your own time and it's actually set up for you based on what you're searching. What about ads? Ads have been a big controversial thing over the last couple of years and with the rise of ads and the way they're done, I think there's going to be two things. There's going to be transparency around how much you're spending on ads, what you're doing, and the ads that are like, I've enrolled X amount of people just with this ad and not explaining the full process, I think are going to wear themselves out. I think people are actually going to start spending more money on ads as organic reach goes down because that's kind of the point of those apps. Y'all forget that if it's not selling you something, you are the currency. And so with that, when organic reach goes down, what they do is make ad spend lower so you can reach more people. And that's kind of the situation with that. I think there's a lot of opportunity to diversify ads and people could really pull from something like Pinterest that can run a full funnel with infographics, thinking about awareness and the different stages of buying that we've explored in so many other episodes and on the blog. So with that in mind, I think there's also a lot of opportunity for long form YouTube blogs, podcasts, using SEO to drive it and building your own web presence. Podcasts are only going to get bigger. Think email lists and think about the opportunity that someone could come in, bid your content, get to know you. If this is your first time listening to me, also hi, I love talking about this. And in-person is going to be back. I announced on threads earlier this week that my clients are coming in March. And as I announce other programs throughout the year, my mastermind will include an in-person retreat. We're in between two places right now. So coming to Colorado or doing something else, we have a five-day retreat. And then Mission Income will always have a weekend retreat with it. People just want to be in person. Now, the interesting thing is when I announced that, people ask me, what if I'm not a client? Can I still come and visit you? So I would not be shocked if VIP days and VIP weeks come back in a harder fledge, but it's you going somewhere and working on something. For those of you who are going to ask, it's not in the works for 2024. Maybe in 2025, this could be an option, but your girl is tired. And while I love my job and I love seeing you, a lot of my time is going to be spent with my clients. So let's talk about sales my favorite topic and your least favorite topic, which is probably why you're listening to this podcast. People are tired of DM sales and as someone who teaches DM sales, I'm seeing a lower rate of people replying or being engaged with it. So does that mean sales calls are back? Well, I don't think sales calls ever left. I think what a lot of people don't realize is some people just wanna get on a call and experience you and you don't have to be full hair, makeup, lugs glam situation, but there is gonna be an opportunity for that. Without demonizing anybody. I think enrollments are going to decrease if you don't have pricing transparency. I think people are really frustrated getting on a call to learn a price and then be pressured to make a decision without having all the information there. And I think more people are going to be asking about pricing success rates, opportunities, and those types of things. Let's talk about the trap that a lot of people fell in in 2021 and what it actually isn't. Evergreen sales. Now, there are some people who talk about evergreen sales and perform it 
really well, but I think there are a lot of people who are tired of it. I've had multiple conversations with people who are like, I'm a launch girly. I love launching. I love having an open close. I love having nurture. And I agree 100% with them. I also think that Evergreen is kind of this idea that we adopted but didn't realize that it was just launching again and having harder launch periods and always talking about it. There are some people who do Evergreen really well and who are really good at it and that's because their marketing is positioned to have different focal points and go through the different buying stages and go through the buyer types. So people who are doing Evergreen well I think are going to stay with it and are going to continue to refine it and do really well. There are a couple of names that come to mind but this isn't a name dropping episode for very good reasons. If you want like my specific thoughts on that you could always send to me a message. I think there's also just a longer timeline in the buying process. Something that we experienced in the recession was a blame of the recession being the problem for people not buying and I think people know more about programs and have more options and as Hicks Law states the more options they have the problem is is it is more time for them. So if you have any predictions around sales you can always send it to me as you're listening. The other piece about this that I want to just mention with sales is that I think we've had such a soft approach to sales that there is going to be a harder approach, more objection handling. It's not like it's going to be like bro marketing style, but I think people are just being more direct and clear because at the end of the day, you want people who are in your programs and services and people want to know what's best for them. Let's talk about content and something I didn't expect in 2023, but I did love. Uh, threads. Can we all give a round of applause for threads? As you know, I'm the OG Threads guru, or at least that's what my bio says, but the interesting thing about Threads that I did not have on my bingo card is the growth that I would see on a text-based platform. Now, I did rule the Twitter when I wasn't a business owner, and there is no opportunity for you to consume that content on Twitter or X or whatever it is now, but text-based I think is going to be really important, and I think there's a really good opportunity for you to expand your reach without having to be on video we're having to focus on that. Now, audio is gonna be huge and podcasts are gonna keep growing. Where I see a happy medium for it is in between 20 and 25 minutes max. If you're getting to the 45, 90 minutes, I think a lot of people are tuning out. While Instagram's algorithm isn't gonna agree with this one, graphics over video. I am seeing this nonstop just over and over on threads about how overwhelming it is. And I think as a nation and a republic of people on the internet, we are overwhelmed. And so there is a lot of opportunity to use a visual platform and even translate it to something like Pinterest. Do I think video marketing is going to go away? Probably not, but I think there is an opportunity for you to do more graphics. And with that being less curated, a little bit more messy, maybe more selfies and less focus on kind of the rejection of why you're turning people away, why they may not be a good fit, and maybe more focus on empowerment and how someone can do that. I think we're all just craving like a tone reset on Instagram, if I'm being honest, where it's not as much this hard hitting you suck, your business sucks, this is why people got rejected, but I'm having people slide in. I think there's just like a sense of community and belonging that could be missing that I hope rises up in 2024. I know in my corner, we're always championing that. Now, this last piece about content I think is the most important is authority versus awareness. Awareness and what authority is and isn't. So 
The blazer girl boss era is slowly dying, and there are some people who love their blazers and probably came out of the womb wearing a blazer and probably will wear a blazer forever. But for those of you who did that just to build authority and to have the power poses, I think authority is leaning more into expertise and how well you can showcase that and how implementable it is. A lot of people are struggling with taking this information like sales psychology, neuromarketing, and how do I apply it in a way that I get results. And so with that, I also think that problem awareness is going to shift back to more objective and talking about the problems and the solutions and then using agitation content, not as scab picking, but more as like, when are things going to change because you want to change them. Content as far as visuals and those types of things, I could never guess because, you know, I'm not creative. (laughs) That was not the bone that I was given, but I was given, let you all know, the trend forecasting bone. Something to note, though, is that we are on year four of the pandemic businesses, and so they turn five next year, and so we may see another exodus of the people who aren't getting it. It's just being a business owner, and a friendly reminder is that businesses fail all the time. People walk away. Things don't work out. You know, there are so many other opportunities out there to make money, and if you are someone who is in this five-year cycle and you're kind of feeling the push, it's okay. So I'm going to wrap up this episode and what predictions, trends did you hate in 2023? What trends did you love? What predictions do you see in 2024? Any of those, go ahead and slide in my messages on Instagram. I do check my request box. So for those of you, if you are sending it and you don't currently follow me or I don't currently follow you, I do check that on a regular basis. And yes, I look at the messages, even if it is a cold pitch. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I am so excited for 2024. I know you are too.